Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, which is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day for Friday, April 24th. My name is Javier Reyes, your host of this year Lockdown Padres podcast. Check out and follow the Twitter page for the show, which is at LO underscore Padres, or my personal account, which is at Javapeno. And if you feel so inclined, please hit me up on there, as well as the Gmail, which is LockdownPadres at gmail.com, with any questions you might have, and I'll do my very best to answer them here on the show. And yet again, my promise of having a a guest every Friday, for some reason, I'm hell-bent on that, uh, once again rings true. I'm happy to welcome a a writer you might know of. His name is Kevin Acey. He's written for many publications, actually, before. But right now, he is currently the Padres beat writer for the San Diego Union-Tribune. Kevin, how are you doing? I'm good. Hal, that's right. I have written for many, uh, but uh, the Union Tribune for going on 21 years, so I forgot that I've written for uh, for other papers. Yeah, I, I looked up like your bio, and I was just like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> this is insane. Yeah, it's been a long time. I guess that means I've been alive a long time. <laughs> hey, with uh, with experience comes experience. That was a really awkward way to put that, but yeah, it's the only you way you that? get experience. I'm a young and reckless little little schmuck, I guess you could say, but I've definitely been told that you kind of just have to keep at it, you know. The only way to stay alive long enough, you'll you'll see something like coronavirus. Yeah, I know. Seriously, how has it been for you? I guess ever since everything's kind of kind of happened and kind of uh, broken down. You know, uh, boring. Uh, this is a time of year where I would be just going nonstop. Uh, you know, uh, ten. 16 hour days and, and uh, traveling all over and, and obviously watching a game a day and, and talking baseball, writing baseball uh, and, and loving it. I mean, this is my favorite time of the year. I mean, I, I love being home and that was great. I came home from spring training after five weeks, uh, you know, just about a week away from the season. And uh, you, it was nice to be home. And then you're like, wait a minute, I, I just spent, four months of the off season, mostly at home and, and it's great. Uh, but it's just not, not what I'm supposed to be doing. So really just uh, like everybody else, I, I assume you trying to enjoy uh, some upside, uh, but also way ready, more than ready uh, to get back to normal, whatever that is. It's, I, I do consider myself definitely luckier than most, um, but it's, it's one of those things where, you know, I've been managing to keep myself busy, but it's also this, it's officially starting to kick in for me. And that's, that's saying a lot for someone who's a little bit of a homebody, a little bit of a, a, a kind of a, a vampire in a lot of ways in the dark in my room and creating stuff and what have you. But I think that we're, we're coming on basically a, a month now, a little bit more than a month. And now it's finally starting to kick in where I'm like, man, I, not only do I just miss baseball, but I miss feeling like there was something outside of my house. Yeah, you know what? That's probably uh, in various stages at different times that that hit people. Uh, and, even, and when we thought it hit us, because obviously you just knew it, it was surreal for a long enough that then eventually it 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 just was yeah it just became like super real and and now mm-hmm. I think we're we're starting to get you know restless. Absolutely, absolutely. So, Kevin, the real reason I had you on, of course, I mean, I'd love to talk about uh, the our, our lives and what's going on and whatnot, but I wanted to have you on because, believe it or not, despite the fact that I am hosting a Padres podcast, I'm a little bit new to the fandom overall. 
I grew up a Yankees fan. I'm, I live in New Jersey, so that explains that. My parents are big Yankees fans, and I basically started following the Padres only like a few or so years ago, kind of lightly. And I, I got into them because I've said this many times on the show. I like underdogs, and I kind of was attracted to this idea that this is kind of a, a team that's almost like the least historically relevant, the least talked about in just its mm-hmm. own state. And I like that, though. There's something interesting about that. So I was like, I'm going to pick that team. And uh, one of my really close friends also is from San Diego. So that contributed to it. Last week, I talked about some of the all-timer Padres teams uh, with a focus on the 84 team as well as some others. And having little anecdotes, uh, Mr. Ben Higgins came on from Ben and Woods to talk about that. But now I want to talk about players and more specifically, pay homage to some of the the all-time players. Kevin, if there were a core four, uh, a fantastic four, maybe, of Padres, who who would that consist of, even if some of them may be quite obvious to a lot of listeners? Yeah, I mean, there's obviously you can't go, uh, you can't start without Tony Gwynn, Trevor Hoffman, in my opinion, Jake Peavy right there. And the fourth one, you can make an argument. Of course, you would. You're trying to cut it off, so you're like, ugh. And there's not another mm-hmm. one that you, you know, maybe with the Yankees, right, you would have an argument uh, about number four because of all the Hall of Famers. Uh, but uh, with the Padres, you, you don't have that. Uh, they have had quite a few Hall of Famers, but not guys that spent more than two, three uh, years with them. And, and often in the twilight of their career or Dave Winfield, who would be in the argument for me at the beginning of his career. Mm-hmm. Um, so I... I, I I would go with Adrian Gonzalez. That's just me going right mm. now real quick, going through. I mean, here's a guy who almost a 900 OPS over, uh, I forget what, uh, six or seven seasons uh, with the Padres. Uh, is uh, second on their all-time home run list uh, behind Nate Colbert, which would be the other guy that I would uh, argue and maybe would later kick myself for not having him be number one. Um, you know, there's that that's about it. it it a lot of and i'm in the middle of doing a project where i'm going through the padres by uh, by number and it was just a great way to go through their history because basically i looked at almost every player that ever played for them you know mm-hmm. and 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 it was really cool to to learn a lot and you you what you find out is there's been a lot of good players both that you remember but maybe you didn't remember how good they were um but there's just been a lot of mediocrity. And if I go mm-hmm. much deeper than uh, Adrian Gonzalez, uh, Nate Colbert, uh, I'm going to just be arguing mediocrity. Mm-hmm. And it's it's interesting because the I remember Adrian Gonzalez, This just as someone who wasn't paying attention as a whole from the Padres, I do remember he had like a, a an amazing last season there. And I'm looking up right now, he was actually a fourth in MVP voting. And he, he was just, just unreal, unbelievable, like you said, a 900 OPS the the 31 he's homers who, he's a guy who if, if back in that era right we're talking about largely pre uh twitter um mm-hmm. and 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 but even now if he were playing the bulk of his career with the red sox with mm-hmm. the dodgers it would have been huge but he played mm-hmm. with the padres mm-hmm. yeah it's 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 interesting and and we're that's a really great point because you know, even in today's kind of social media era and internet era, there are guys who 
aren't talked about as much because they're not with the Yankees or the Red Sox or the Dodgers or what have you. Mm-hmm. And I, some names that come to mind, I've talked about this on with, with uh, divisional rivals, like with, with the Diamondbacks and Paul Goldschmidt and with uh, Nolan Arenado, who these are guys who are, if you're a baseball fan, you definitely know of them. But if you're not, you're like, oh, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, that guy's really good. But you don't, it's not like a household name. And I think that that's a, a really great point where the Padres definitely don't have that same allure or I shouldn't say allure, but they don't have that same blockbuster. This is like a big, big, big sports franchise that will you doing well there will make you famous just by, by proxy almost. It's, it's San Diego, a little bit sleepy, mm-hmm. uh, mm-hmm. mostly, right. Mostly if they'd won, you know, four five, six, seven championships, it would be different just because they would be a team perennially you know, playing deep into October. You know, but they're also on the the West Coast, and as someone who does travel a lot, I know that a game that starts at 10 p.m. on the East Coast, you're just not going to end up watching it. Um, it's barely going to make when the, uh, the the highlight show on MLB Network uh, starts, mm-hmm. uh, the overnight one with uh, Heidi Wadman. It's barely going to make there uh, because you know it's going to end at 1 p- 1 a.m. on the East Coast. That just all of it contributes to it. But I really believe that Adrian Gonzalez would have been, a, who ended up being a big star, he would have been a much bigger star if that big bulk of his career hadn't been spent in San Diego. Just taking a quick second break, guys. That is my transition signal cue because I want to talk to you about Postmates. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. But I kind of love them even more right now because I can get food delivered without leaving the house or even opening the door. Given what's going on in the world, they created non-contact deliveries. So now when I order from local restaurants, everything gets left right outside my door, which is really helpful considering I've been really digging the the pizza in my local town lately. Trust me, I'm kind of obsessed and I forgot. It's it's supremely underrated, guys. Everybody, every, every one of my friends that lives where I am, they know what pizza I'm talking about and it's supremely underrated. Anyways, let me get through this really quickly. They also have Postmates Pickup, which I have been using to order takeout from my favorite local restaurants. Listen up. You guys need to be supporting your neighborhood spots right now. I've only been ordering local because it's a great way to support my community. And Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier by picking up everything I need from Walgreens and 7-Eleven and dropping it off outside my door. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. You know, I, I think about just some other players. Uh, I just want to give a shout out because Ben Higgins actually brought him next um, up last week, which was Mark Davis, one of the all-timer kind of mm-hmm. Uh, kind of one hit wonders the the goit the somebody I used to know type of thing you know what I mean like he he just he won that Cy Young season and what was like that like because he talked about it a little bit what was it like when he left the Padres well when he left the Padres at that point I may have already gone to Los Angeles I don't I don't think so but what I do remember Mm -hmm. is just how he was what the third Cy Young winner JTV was fourth Mm -hmm. um 
you had uh, what Gaylord Perry and, and uh, one Cy Young with the Padres is amazing, and uh, obviously Randy Jones. Um, who, by the way, Randy Jones, if he pitched for the Yankees, would be in the uh, Baseball Hall of Fame, not just the Padres wow. Hall of Fame. Uh, things just would have been different for Randy Jones, uh, and I hate to have left him off there, but if you look at the bulk of his career, then it's just not there. Mm-hmm. But two of the more amazing seasons in, in gosh, any any team's history, to let alone the Padres, a little aside there. Mm-hmm. Um, Mark Davis would be like your classic Padre. Uh, the, or, or, well, gosh, I would say almost of their uh, entire history. Uh, the, the new owners are, are putting in a fair amount of money and, and they're, you know, are going to try to find ways to, to keep more players. But still, the Padres won't be able to keep all of their young stars if these guys uh, reach their potential or come close to it. But Mark Davis, it was right after his Cy Young season that he left. Uh, Dave Winfield left. Uh, you know, there's uh, through history, gosh, uh, you know, Tony Gwynn and Trevor Hoffman are the, the only guys uh, really that uh, didn't leave here. Adrian Gonzalez uh, left. Uh, these are not this is not their fault. Uh, they went somewhere else to make a better living, uh, which we can't uh, fault them out at. Uh, some of the guys were mm-hmm. traded, uh, like Adrian mm-hmm. Gonzalez, but the Padres have just not been able to keep players when they blow up. Just uh, not if uh, not after their uh, going to be a, not after their you know team control runs out or historically uh, and to be right before that the Padres have dumped players like Adrian Gonzalez for younger, cheaper players because the Padres will not be able to afford them in free agency and don't want to lose them. Yeah, and that's kind of the that's a perfect summation of sometimes the 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 battleground, the the problem to solve when it comes to major league baseball, when it comes to mm-hmm. how you'd hold on to certain players, how do you compete with other big market teams, especially in as someone who pays attention to basketball and football, not as much uh it certainly plays a factor, but it's not as much in my experience as baseball. Although every now and then you do get great type of teams like the Royals who win the World Series. And that's that's what it kind of is. It makes it interesting to watch. There's still always hope, even if it might not always show itself, you know? Yeah, and that Royals is very, very interesting. Uh, you know, one of those teams that did the uh, – they were the early tankers and mm-hmm. built mostly through the draft and – seems to me that that was a pretty special team not a lot of great players but a lot of eric hosmer sal perez mm-hmm. uh type players good players uh at the prime of their career and then you couldn't afford to keep them and that is uh what has happened with uh, a number of those teams and and will happen uh they, those teams it's just simply they have to be better at finding players and then get fortunate enough and creative enough to keep those players. Um, looking forward to the Padres, if Mackenzie Gore and Chris Paddock and Fernando Tatis Jr. all reach you know, this potential that uh, people think they have, let me throw in Luis Patino, that's four mm-hmm. players. I didn't mention C.J. Abrams uh, you know, in there. If around basically within a two- to three year span, those players all reach their potential. They can't keep them all. The Dodgers couldn't keep them all. The Yankees could not keep all of those players. So mm-hmm. the Padres certainly couldn't. And I think it, this is just the perfect transition to kind of. Um, but actually, actually, before we get into that, I was just wondering: Do you have, out of all the players we've been talking about, or maybe even someone who's overlooked and you you like him, maybe you have a little bit of a hipster pick? Who would you say is your number one favorite <laughs> Padre of all time? Phil Nevin. 
Mm. I'll, I'll tell you why. I'm going to overlook anything that anybody thinks about Phil uh, and the, the era that he, you know, uh, I'm talking as a as a story. I don't want to get into any of the deeper stuff uh, or else we have to talk about all sorts of players in the late 90s, early mm-hmm. 2000s, okay? Mm-hmm. But okay. Phil, I covered Phil Nevin with the Angels when I was with the Orange County Register. And Phil was a backup catcher, backup first baseman, backup outfielder, backup third baseman. He'd been in the majors for seven or eight years, a former number one overall pick. And he was going nowhere. And with the Angels, he kind of found a niche. He was getting a lot of playing time at all those positions. Um, one of the toughest guys that on the team, and that was a tough veteran team in 1998. Um, and he was he was happy. He had found his place, and then he got traded. And it was an afterthought spring training trade, and he was so bummed. And I won't tell yeah. you exactly how bummed, but he was bummed. Um, so I don't think I ever ended up writing. I knew Phil pretty well. Uh, so, uh, but I will say he was bummed, and he basically thought his career was over. That he'd been basically thrown away. And then look what ended up happening. He became the highest paid Padre right after Nate Colbert uh, and Adrian Gonzalez. Phil Nevin, 156 career home runs as a Padre. Uh, I believe two, maybe three all-star games. I just, I just don't, I think that he's overlooked in terms of one of the really good stories of the last 20 or so years uh, of a guy who made himself into a team star. When I'm telling you, I, and the reason I, I just don't think that people understand the comeback story uh, in, mm-hmm. in Phil Nevin's uh, career and in his life. So I, that might be a controversial pick, uh, but uh, I, I really, and he played for a long time with the Padres too. So mm-hmm. uh, Phil Nevin is my pick for underrated Padre. Hey, that's a great pick, man. I love it because because we talk about the obvious ones, of course, and I'm glad that someone it's funny because one of my my friend who's from San Diego that talks about the team uh, actually, I think it was his sister that like met Phil Nevin and he talks about that all the time. And it was just such a a fun experience for her and it's fun, fun experience for him to hear about. And for him, he's definitely one of those guys. Every time I talk to him about like growing up with the Padres, he brings up obviously Trevor Hoffman, but he also brings up Phil Nevin. And I'm always like, huh. Who was that? And then I look him up and it's kind of rings true, although I'm not as familiar with his whole story and the comeback and whatnot. But this kind of underrated, under the radar guy in terms of being uh, this this widely covered athlete in Major League Baseball. Yeah. And you know what? The great thing about sports, it really is. It can bug us. It drives us crazy. Sometimes in Twitter, uh, you know, that it it gets ugly, right? Mm -hmm. But you bring up something. Uh, underrated, which is such a, you know, uh, subjective uh, argument here. Like mm-hmm. I could have come my myself. I could have come up with five or six answers that I could argue almost as passionately, if not, you know, if you gave me time more passionately than I did <laughs> Phil Nevin and you would come up with six and, and, and some other longtime Padres fans would come up with six and there the total only we would only cross over a few times there would because the word underrated or the word best even you know i might say it's tony Gwynn and you might say it's trevor hoffman that's what's really cool about sports uh as long as we keep it in perspective you know we start talking about who the best presidents or secretaries of state are we might get a little <laughs> personal but yeah. you know no one should really get too mad about when i say tony Gwynn's the most underrated and someone else said no it was gene tennis um okay great tell me why <laughs> Yeah, there's almost like a, a friendly fierceness when talking about yeah. these type of things. It's it's fierce, Hopefully and you're passionate it's about it. 
but you're not like, oh, you're a, like you said with the Secretary of State's and presidents. Like, absolutely, that's not. People don't go to. They don't have that bar conversation. They're like, hey, you know, who's your top ten? Nobody does that. They do that for the NBA and they talk about Jordan and Bird, and then they go, oh, well, well who do you think is the the best team in baseball? There's something about that culture of sports that I think it's overlooked sometimes, and people only view it as just blathering like idiots. You know what I mean? When it's it's really a lot more than that, and really what it is is this friendly. Uh, language that we all relate to i think and i think you you really nailed it when it comes to yeah it's it's all subjective too for sure you know you could uh we should do that sometime though go to a bar and just loudly debate <laughs> the greatest secretaries of state uh, of all time <laughs> that would make for awesome. incredible <laughs> i don't know how do i'd have to study for a long time because i couldn't you know i couldn't even yeah. name 10 right now yeah, me either. I can name like one of them because I saw one of them in a video game before, like Secretary McNamara, because he was in one of the Call of Duty games. And then I have to start thinking about it. But yeah, that would that would make for some elite, elite content, I would say. And cut! I know you guys must hate hearing, honestly, hearing my voice in general, perhaps, but you definitely hate when I have to cut off the episode, probably the middle of the interview, but we're going to do that because I want to save it. Because, guys, this has been such a blast of a conversation already. Really enjoyed when we... <laughs> Yeah, uh, Kevin made the whole point about, you know, this isn't like uh, talking about favorite presidents and whatnot. There's something really special about the the sports culture and whatnot. I'm really glad that we uh, touched on that a little bit towards the end, especially. And you guys are going to get part two of my conversation. Converse, conversation? Conversation. Eh, that still kind of fits uh, with, with Kevin AC uh, on either Monday or Tuesday. Don't know which day, but one of those two days you guys will get part to, and that one is when we talk about kind of the 2019 Padres and the Padres going into the future. And that's going to be a super fun deep dive that we get into. Kevin's got a lot of cool opinions on the whole thing and very smart opinions on the whole thing. And I think you guys are going to like it. But with all that being said, that's it for today's edition of the Lockdown Padres podcast, the only pod that may be better than the Padres themselves. Remember to subscribe to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts from, Stitcher, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Himalaya, whatever. And yeah, do that. And also follow the show or myself on Twitter. Uh, which is at LO underscore Padres and at Javapeno. And also, if you guys would do me a favor and tell your smart devices to play Locked on MLB, it is hosted by my man Sully. It is a great show. I recommend it 1,000% if you like good things. Only if you like good things, though. Only. In other words, if you're just a person, go listen to it. It's great. It's fantastic. Until next time, guys, stay safe. And, of course, stay faithful, my Friar Faithful homies. Take care.